Chapter 2 From the Chicago Race Rides, July 1919 By Carl Sandburg This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Chicago Race Rides by Carl Sandburg. Chapter 2 The Background Chicago's Black Belt, so called, today holds at least 125,000 persons. This is double the number that same district held five years ago when the World War began. Chicago is probably the third city in the United States in number of colored persons and at the lowest ranks as fifth in this regard, according to estimates of Frederick Rex, Municipal Reference Librarian. The four cities that may possibly exceed Chicago in this population group are New York, which had 91,709 at the last census, Baltimore, with 84,749, Philadelphia, with 84,400, 59, and Washington, with 94,466. The colored population in all these cities has increased since the last census. New Orleans, which had 89,262, has decreased instead of gaining, and the same will apply to three other large southern cities where the colored population at the beginning of the war was slightly above 50,000, and just about equal to that of Chicago. These are Birmingham, Alabama, Atlanta, Georgia, and Memphis, Tennessee, all reported to have decreased, while Chicago has gained. During interviews with some 40 persons more or less expert on the question, the lowest estimate of the present colored population of Chicago was 100,000, and the highest 200,000. The figure most commonly agreed on was 125,000. There is no doubt that upward of 150,000 have arrived here. The number that have departed for other points is unknown. Under the pressure of the biggest overcrowding problem any race or nation has faced in a Chicago neighborhood, the population of the district is spilling over, or rather is being irresistibly squeezed out into other residence districts. Such is the immediately large and notable fact touching what is generally called the race problem. Other facts pertaining to the situation, each one indicating a trend of importance, are the following. Local draft board number four, in a district surrounding State and 35th Streets, containing 30,000 persons, of whom 90% are colored, registered upward of 9,000 and sent 1,850 colored men to cantonments. Of these 1,850, there were only 125 rejections. On November 11, when the armistice was declared, this district had 7,832 men passed by examiners and ready for the call to the colors. So it is clear that in one neighborhood are thousands of strong young men who have been talking to each other on topics more or less intimately related to the questions, what are we ready to die for? Why do we live? What is democracy? What is the meaning of freedom, of self-determination, 
in barbershop windows and in cigar stores and haberdasheries are helmets rifles cartridges canteens and haversacks and photographs of negro regiments that were sent to france walk around this district and talk with the black folk and leaders of the black folk ask them what about the future of the colored people the reply that comes most often and the thought that seems uppermost is we made the supreme sacrifice they didn't need any work or fight law for us our record like old glory the flag we love because it stands for our freedom hasn't got a spot on it we come clean now we want to see our country live up to the constitution and the declaration of independence soldiers ministers lawyers doctors politicians machinists teamsters day laborers this is the inevitable outstanding thought they offer when consulted about tomorrow next week next year or the next century for the colored race in america there is no approaching the matters of housing jobs or political relations of the colored people today without taking consideration of their own vivid conception of what they consider their unquestioned americanism they had one bank three years ago now they have five three cooperative societies to run stores are forming five new weekly papers two new monthly magazines seven drug stores one hospital all of these have come since junius b wood's encyclopedic recital of negro activities in chicago appeared in the daily news in december nineteen sixteen also since then a life insurance company and a building and loan association have been organized in one district where there were counted sixty-nine neighborhood agencies of demoralization there have been established within two years under negro auspices a cafe a drug store a laundry a bakery a shoe repair shop a tailor shop a fish market a dry goods store all told twenty-four constructive agencies entered the contest against sixty-nine of the destructive kind the colored people of chicago seem to have more big organizations with fewer press agents and less publicity than any other group in the city they have for instance the largest single protestant church membership in north america in the olivet baptist church at south park avenue and east thirty-first street it has more than eighty-five hundred members the miscellaneous local of the meat cutters and butcher workmen's union at forty-third and state streets reports that upward of ten thousand colored workmen are affiliated the people's movement club has moved into a fifty thousand dollar clubhouse has two thousand active and six thousand associate members there is apparent and active home buying home owning movement with many circumstances indicating that the colored people coming in with a new influx are making preparations to stay their viewpoint being that of the bull weevil and that famous negro song this'll be my home in nearly all circles the opinion is voiced that chicago is the most liberal all-around town in the country in the constitution of illinois the most liberal of all state constitutions and so if they can't make chicago a good place for their people to live in the colored people wonder where they can go their houses jobs politics 
their hope and outlook in the black belt are topics to be considered in this series of articles end of chapter two